0: hasn't given us a spirit of fear. That is not in the list of gifts that He has given. He's given us a sound mind, peace, power, love. We thank you, Lord, that we are feasting that song said we feast on your words we feast on your words we thank you that you have given us a gift to prophesy to speak forth to proclaim your good truths your word and we prophesy life we thank you Lord we thank you Lord we thank you Lord the latter shall be greater we thank you, Lord, that no longer will we be robbed. No longer will we allow the enemy to steal, kill, and destroy, not on our watch. No longer will we participate with the lies from the enemy, but we will come into agreement with your prophecy, with your word, with the rhema word, with the logos. We come in agreement, Lord, and we prophesy the truth. Every one of your promises is yes and Amen. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us a sound mind. You have given us peace. You said you overcame this world. And because you overcame your peace, you've given to us. So, Lord, we thank you for that peace, and we walk in peace. We thank you, Lord, for your truth. (laughs) You're so awesome. We thank you, Lord, that we know what truth is because we know you. We thank you there's no shifting shadow in you. We don't have to wake up and wonder what you're going to be like tomorrow. You haven't changed. We thank you, Lord, you are the solid rock on which we build and which we stand. That no weapon formed against us will prosper. That even though the storms may come and the wind may blow, we will stand. Because we have founded ourselves on you, the great rock. And we prophesy the future will be greater. The future will be better. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that in the natural, it doesn't seem possible, but all things are possible to those who believe. And we thank you, Lord, we just speak forth life as, I was, as we were singing, Lord. I prophesy, Lord, that the, the latter days of the church will be greater than the beginning. Lord, that what we saw in Acts will only be the beginning. We thank you, Lord, that there is no end in the book of Acts. Lord, I believe we're going to finish that out. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that, that the signs, the wonders, the miracles you said even greater would be done amongst us. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that that is your desire, and we agree with you. We thank you, Lord. We know, Lord, that those who are lost will be found. Those who are blind will see. Those who are deaf will hear. Those who are in bondage will be set free. And we thank you, Lord, that you've given us that word to speak, and we prophesy that. We thank you, Lord, that you have not left us. You've equipped us. You've empowered us. You've given us your great Holy Spirit to come alongside of us. And to walk with us and be our encourager and our comforter and our convictor. We thank you for being our advocate. When the enemy tries to come and bring up the past, you remind him of our future. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you that our future is bright in you. (laughs) What doesn't make sense to this world makes a whole lot of sense to you. We thank you, Lord, that we can have peace in the midst of it. We thank you for the sound mind. Amen. Thank you, guys. That was awesome. You make it easy. Well, we've been ministering on uh, the Thessalonians on not quenching the spirit, not despising prophecies. Amen. We've been going over how to test all things. And we don't just take every prophecy that it was given that, okay, and uh, and we test all things and we hold fast to that which is good. And we covered that pretty good last week about holding fast. Remember, Eleazar, like clinging to that sword and fighting and, and taking a stand and, and pressing into that territory. Now I felt the Lord would want to direct me in, and how do we obtain it? It's one thing to hear about it. It's, it's one thing to read about it. It's one thing to, but how do you do it? How do you obtain it? How do you obtain and possess that good word? That prophetic word that's been given, that that word that you that comes alive off the pages, that Rama word that comes and and you know like this is for me. Now how do you how do you obtain it? It's one thing to hear it, and that's what I wanted to look at today. And uh, and for some this this isn't going to be probably the the most uh, in depth theological uh, message you've ever heard. If you're looking for the deepest thing you've ever heard, it's not going to probably be this Sunday. But I do believe the Holy Spirit will deposit some things probably deep inside of you. How's that? How many would have it like? I like to have my mind tickled. I like to have really deep theological things that I can think about. But more importantly, I want to. I want to have change in me. Amen. So I believe this is this is something that that will, if you're if you if you put it into to action, if you obtain it, it will cause change in your life and you will grow. How many wants to grow? Like that's where I'm at. I want to grow. I want to keep growing. I'm reminded, and I love being around people that challenge me. I like, I like being around people who are walking at a level or, or looking at people that I could see that God has been faithful in their life and I'm like, I want that. And and this is going to be a message for you today. If, if, if you've already arrived, this message isn't for you. <laughs> if you already arrived, you can just go ahead and go home. You're dismissed if you've already arrived because you don't need this today. But if you're like me and you haven't arrived, if you're like Paul who wrote this and you haven't arrived, and then it's for you today, Amen. So if you have your Bibles, be, we're going to be in Philippians, the third chapter, a very, very well-known passage of Scripture, and I'm just going to trust that the Holy Spirit's going to give it to you in a way today that, and you say, "I know this passage." Great. Well, pay attention. You're going to hear it again, and I believe the Holy Spirit's going to give you some insight of not just to hear it today, but to apply it, Amen. So Lord, make that happen. I don't know how to do that but you do your word says your word never returns void my words return void all the time but yours don't your word always accomplishes what it's sent out to do so word of God as you're being sent out I pray that you open the hearts of those who maybe their hearts are a little hard today open the eyes of those whose eyes might be a little blurry Open the ears of those who, and tune their hearing to the Spirit. And I pray that everything that is done the rest of this time, it sure was this first part, is glorifying to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, Philippians chapter 3, Paul starts off, not that I've already obtained all of this. Now, I, I get a kick out of that. That's not what most of us want to hear. Most of us in the world, we're our natural thing. How many have ever been to like a conference, or you went to a place like I've been to some leadership trainings. I heard John, John Maxwell, heard uh, stedman Graham. I've heard I've heard Donald Trump before he was a president teach on leadership, and I, and and I'm just stating some facts. Like that was probably the least greatest leadership training out of the group of men that I heard. Just saying, now he's a great president, but his leadership thing wasn't. I was not that impressed. Um, what you're going to listen to when you go, you, you don't want to hear the person that's teaching it up there. That's that's m- Usually they're supposed to have mastered it. Right? They don't say, what I'm about to give to you, I haven't obtained. What I'm about to share, I haven't reached. How many in the natural, you're like, then why did I pay the money for the conference to hear from you? Right? We're like, No, then get me the guy who's done the stuff. But Paul starts off, not that I've already obtained all this. Now, in the natural, that's not super encouraging. In the supernatural, I like this. I I need to have some people in my life that I look to, that I see, they're they're stretching, they're, they're growing, and they're able to say, I haven't obtained it yet. I haven't reached the goal yet. I'm still, I'm still working, I'm still I'm still wrestling with some stuff. I'm still I, I still have some struggles. Now, I don't know about you, but that's encouraging to me. I love to be around people who are real enough that are pressing in, they're seeking after God, and they are not all that in a bag of chips. They're not putting it on to where it's like, I can't ever be that. Are you hearing me? Like I love to be able to see people who are saying, I haven't obtained all of it, but man, I'm going after it. And this is from where Paul comes from. Now, Paul, if you read, if you go back and don't do it right at this moment, but go back and read the beginning of chapter three, and you're going to hear some things that Paul was like, in the past, in my pre, I could list out a bunch of things and tell you, like, I, I could check all the boxes. He was like, Yeah. Like, people are given their credentials. I was born eight days later. I was circumcised. I was the fairest of the Pharisees. According to the law, I was perfect in following the law. Like, he could check all those boxes. If you were trying to reach that, he'd be the guy. But he says, now, I haven't obtained it. I haven't reached it. I love that. He says, I haven't arrived. And church... It's a very dangerous thing to think that you've arrived. And a lot of the church for a long time has thought that because they got saved and they showed up and they put their rear end in a seat, that they had arrived. And guess what? None of us have arrived. Or because you reached a title, you arrived. I don't know. I mean, Paul, if there could be a title of the great, his brother, the greatest apostle. But he says, I'm a slave. I'm the least. Like, he doesn't count what he used to count as being the limit and the mark. And he used to think that he'd obtained. He reached perfection. But he said, not anymore. I don't think like that. And church, we better think like Paul. We better think that we haven't arrived. Because guess what? We haven't. You're still here. Well, the God hasn't taken you away. Like Enoch. He walked with God. He was in such relationship with God that just one day, whew, it's like God was like, let's just continue this conversation and have lunch. Come with me. You're still here. Tells me you haven't arrived. I'm still here. I haven't arrived. Now Paul starts off that. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal that tells me we should have a goal what's your goal church now a better question of what's your goal is what's his goal for you what's his goal for you that's why we're going to read this today there's a goal laid out for us and it's going to probably look a lot different than what our natural mind comes up with for goals and I hope you hear me. I'm not against setting goals like if you're looking at wanting to, to set a goal to be financially free or be in a place like that's all fine. You're setting a goal that I want to drop this amount of weight or whatever or a better goal. is like I just want to get healthier this next year than I was last year. But you're going to have to set a goal that you can reach towards. Now, Paul does that. He, he lets us know there's a goal. He says, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me there's that word again I press we covered that last week I press the Christian walk isn't about finding the most comfortable beautiful recliner that there is that is the most comfortable and really big where you just kind of soak into it and then it's the perfect positioning of your feet not too high just that's not what this is about that comes later like that is That is part of the goal. That is going to happen. But until then, we're pressing. There's more to be had. You hear me? We haven't arrived. There's more. Any point that you're satisfied in this Christian walk, you're in trouble. If you become satisfied, you think, I've reached this about as far as I can go, you're in trouble. If Paul didn't reach that mark, I'm pretty sure you haven't. Paul has it. I know I haven't. And Paul's saying, I haven't obtained it, but I press on to take hold of for that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. For some people, that could be discouraging. For me, I love it. I love when I can see people who are like, man, they're rock stars for the kingdom, and they're doing awesome things, and God is using them. And they're like, man, if I... my I remember my grandpa like that. He just he was in his 90s and he was still like pressing and, and wanting to obtain and I'm like, "Good Lord, if anyone's obtained it." Like he was going to the old folks home when his knees were worn out, having to use a walker to minister to the old folks. And I'm like, "You should probably be in the old folks home." But he like he couldn't even move anymore, so then he was at home and he just he just used the phone book. His phone bill was so crazy. We had to get him on a really good plan. He was calling the phone book, ministering, calling people. Hey, do you know Jesus? He had so many conversations. Oh, the people that would call him. You know the calls that we just are like, I don't even want to talk to you. We just hang up. Oh, he was happy. He was talking to them. (laughs) They were trying to sell him. He's selling them Jesus. Like he was on a mission. He hadn't attained it. He didn't get like. You know, I've been serving God for 90 years. I think I'm going to put it on cruise control now. Paul and Joy Jones, they're not on cruise control. They're still pressing, reaching, trying to obtain that which has obtained them. Amen? I love having those examples. It says, I press on toward, well, I almost jumped ahead. This is the best thing. If you have in your Bible, if, and you probably have this, some of this highlighted but if you don't have this thing, this part right here, one thing I do, I would circle that, get a marker, get a pen. If it's already highlighted, do something different and do it a bunch of times around that. One thing I do, church, we have become so equipped that there's 150 things we do every minute. I don't know about you, but I can get so caught up and in, in frustrated and trying to do all the stuff. And there's so many things we can do today. There's more things. Ev- they're coming up with more things all the time. It's supposed to make life easier. How many know it isn't easier now? This makes your life easier. Mm, I don't know. It seems a lot more complicated now. It seems like there's like you never rest now. Paul's like, this one thing I do. We need to listen to that. And it's almost comical because in the one thing, it's actually two. I know I was kind of like, this isn't one thing. But if you really get what he's saying, it is one thing. It is, but it isn't. I press on. I do one thing. Forgetting what is behind. That's a thing. Straining toward what's ahead. That's a thing. We're going to look at how they're the same. I press on. There it is again. Dang, it's almost like we're supposed to be pressing. I don't know if you were getting that last week. There's a pressing. That doesn't sound like neutral. It sounds like it's engaged. It sounds like there's motion. It, it's it's forward. It's against something you're pressing on. Towards what? Oh, the goal. To win, I like to win. I don't know about you. I don't get like raising kids. Like I don't understand. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. You participated. That's dumb. <laughs> it does matter. If it, if you don't want to win, don't play with me. Seriously, you're not a good teammate if you don't want to win. If you don't care. Play with someone else. Go beyond I would love to play against you. <laughs> you. It'd be awesome to play against your team. You don't care if you win? Great. <laughs> we do. And it's fun. It's fun to win. You know what's not fun? Losing! That's not fun. If if do you seriously know anyone who likes to lose? Like they they're like, I can't wait. Like. When we, when we get our tail kicked so bad, it's going to be awesome. Like, I hope it's so bad that I, I never even want to play again. No, there's something wrong with that mentality. And I don't think it's like, I don't think it's a mistake that it's happening in this culture. Well, it's not really about winning. No, it is about winning because you know what? If you lose, it's over. If you lo- Satan's playing for keeps. I guarantee he cares. He cares about you losing or you winning. He cares about you setting a goal and pressing towards that prize. And he will do anything he can to keep you from winning. One thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward, in Christ Jesus. I told the first service, it is so easy to not have our mind fixed on things that matter. Let me talk a heavenward thinking. Now I'm not saying like there was the old saying, Well, don't be so, you know, heavenly minded, you're of no earthly good. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like you gotta be somewhere and turn everything into a spiritual thing. You're like, Well, brother, you shouldn't need gas. If you were really full of the Holy Spirit, you'd always be full. Bro, my car's almost running out. I just need to get some gas, okay? Like, we're just, it's just a reality that it takes gasoline to fuel my car. Like, I am not walking to your level of not needing to drive and you can fly everywhere. I, I'm, I'm not there yet. Jesus didn't float into Nazareth, he rode a donkey. Not saying, but, but also, we can't be so concerned and so caught up in the stuff here that we miss what's happening here In our men's uh, group in the let's uh, uh, last Tuesday I made a statement I oh well, I guess I should say I know where it came from because it didn't come from me it came from the Holy Spirit but I made a statement of if you're not going to care in two years from now about it it's probably not that important like that's been going over and over in my mind like is this going to matter in two years if it's not going to matter in two years, it sure as heck ain't going to matter in five years or ten years or, or eternity. Then why am I so, or what is my investment in it? Or how much time am I dedicated? How much space is it renting in my mind? My goal is to win the prize for which God has called me, heavenward. It's upward. So then, what I'm meditating on, what I'm thinking about, those that calling is. It's a little higher than what it is here in the natural realm. Amen. So I've got to get my focus there. I love this. Paul says, all of us then who are mature. He clarifies. (laughs) All of us then who are mature. Should take such a view of things. You know what this tells me? One of two things. If you don't agree with this and have this as your mindset and how things should be in your life you're not mature or you're wrong that's it those are two options you're wrong or you're just not mature and it's better to be not mature because if you think you're mature and you're wrong you're really wrong because Paul says if you are mature you're going to think and take such a view that I just laid out that's pretty narrow ain't it How many know the Bible can be narrow? And it's okay, because it's right. It's right. It's the truth. You can have whatever thought or opinion about that, and you have the right to be wrong. But you can be right and agree with what he's saying, because it's the truth. And if you're mature, you'll see that. And he says, if you're mature, you should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, he basically says the Lord will straighten you up. (laughs) He says that too God will make clear to you How many know How many have had God Make some things clear to you Is that not getting Straightened out really quick Like Like I can try to make Something clear to you I can try to like I can go like Maybe Maybe more light Maybe Maybe if I stand on my foot And try to Get Like maybe if I slap them Really hard Or maybe Like It doesn't work Like some things that but he can do, like, this this God thing, and you go, like, oh, my gosh, I totally see it. Oh, my gosh, I totally get that. Like, you're right. How many of you have had those moments? You're right, I didn't see that. and Like, that is that heavenward call. That is the maturity, and that is how we can think differently, but then God come along and make it clear. Lord, make it clear today. Then he says, only let us live up to what we have already obtained. I submit to you, that is the measure of what maturity looks like. Living up to what you've already obtained. That that reminds me of Eleazar. You know what he didn't do? He didn't go. Him, David, and the, the other two mighty men... They didn't go take that ground, press into it and fight like there was no tomorrow and then turn around and leave the field. And give it back to the enemy. That reminds me of the Vietnam War. I can't imagine fighting for our country and fighting alongside your brothers and your sisters to go take mountains and ground that was fortified And they went and fought and conquered and took that ground. And then to have your commander in chief or to have your government tell you, now go give it, turn around, give it back to the enemy. You know how frustrating that would be? You know how much more frustrating it is to have to go do it again? And then give it up? And then have to go back? Do you think it gets a little disheartening after the second, the third? the fourth time do you think at some point you finally go it ain't worth it I ain't going up that mountain that's what the enemy wants that's what the enemy wants he wants you to get to a point that you go I can't go back there Lord make it clear for us today Let us live up to what we've already obtained. Some of you who have been in the fight, you have taken ground. The Lord has went with you. He has lighted the path. He's shown you the, the way to take the ground, and you've taken it, but you didn't keep it. You didn't obtain what you'd already got. You hear me? How many, th- how many think that's, that's a real thing that we, that we have come in contact with, and then you go and you've taken it again? And you had to refight some of that stuff. And then the thought of the Lord saying, hey, you need to obtain and you need to live up to this area that you've already got. And we can let the enemy steal, kill, and destroy from us and say, oh, you thought it was hard last time. It's going to be even harder. Like, there's no point. Don't even, don't even, this is my ground now. No. So how do we, how do, we do that? How do we, how do we fight against that? I'm glad you guys are asking that question today. Thank you for following along with me. How do we obtain it? That's my message today in a nutshell. How do we obtain it? Now, the first thing, what we, we looked at is, 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 you see, Paul had to say, not that I've already obtained all this, because he's speaking to people who thought they already had. What do you think about that? You think maybe that's why Paul's saying, I haven't obtained that yet, and he's writing to the people because there's people who think they've already obtained it. I've already taken my ground. I've already got salvation. I'm going to hold on to my salvation. And I've grown up hearing this a lot of my life. Well, I'm just waiting for Jesus to come back. Well, I'm just waiting for Jesus to come back. I, show me that scripture. Could someone show me that scripture? I'm just going to sit here and wait for Jesus to come back and take me away. What you're saying is, I've already obtained it. I've already got everything that I need and there's nothing else for me to do. I'm good. That's different than what his word says. You see, you haven't obtained it yet. You've got part of it. You've been sealed. You've got, you've got a hope you've got he's coming back but paul speaks in a language of i'm pressing on i'm not see that's neutral that's i got my seat up i'm waiting for him to come that is not what paul is saying paul is saying i am pressing in i'm he's he's speaking of a runner in a race that is running with everything that he has And as he sees that goal and that prize coming, he's turning it up. He's running harder. He's leaning forward to try to break that ribbon. He's stretched out as hard as he can. That is the posture of what Paul is saying. And that is what we should be doing. And if we're not doing it, it's probably or could be because we think we've already obtained it. So that's one thing. We can't think we've already obtained it. We haven't arrived at perfection. You haven't. In the King James Bible, it says perfect. What that word means is mature. Now, we want to and we can reach maturity. But you're not going to reach perfection. Not here. You will be perfected, but you're not perfect yet. The goal is to become like Christ, mature, fully mature. You can be fully mature and not perfect. You can be fully mature and still make some mistakes. I haven't arrived. I'm pressing towards that. I can do that. That is reach that i'm reaching for see i was raised in a way in, in out of the church that you had to be perfect or at least that was my interpretation of it and i think many i'm seeing heads shaking that that was what it was supposed to look like and i i, I couldn't do it i tried and i knew i couldn't and rather than be a hypocrite i said forget it i don't want to be a hypocrite i can't be perfect i wasn't supposed to be perfect I'm supposed to have the attitude of, I haven't arrived. in church, if you're, like, if you're like me, we need to be really good at letting people who haven't arrived yet have a place next to you. You need to be really good at not condemning people who haven't arrived yet. You need to be able to say, I haven't arrived yet either, but this is going to be one heck of a ride. I love that you're with me. I lo- you know what? Keep pressing forward. I remember when I first got saved, man, I was a hot mess. You're doing awesome. I remember, oh my gosh, I knew my pastor's phone on memory. Or these people, I, I was, man, I was messed. They're like, good Lord. Bro, are you going to ever figure this out? I was butting heads with all the leaders. I was, I was, almost, oh God, they almost kicked me out of team challenge like five times in the first two weeks. They had a special meeting. How many of you know special meetings usually aren't because you're really special? <laughs> they were seriously like, look, the only reason you're still here is because your uncle works here. Two, that card's played up. One more, you're gone. And you guys, I sincerely, this is the honest God's truth, he knows my heart. I sincerely knew I wanted to be there with all of my heart. I was just struggling. I was just struggling. If that's you, you're in a good spot. I haven't yet obtained. If you're still struggling, but you're pressing, oh, you're of way more value, and you're in a much better place struggling and pressing than thinking you've arrived with your feet up. You might be surprised who's in heaven and who's not. If you think you arrived and you're on the, cr- I'm telling you, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> remember that remember the parable, and you guys are getting a whole different message in the first group. The two different men, they're going to the sanctuary, they go into the tabernacle, they go in, and one is sitting there saying, "Oh God, forgive me, I'm such a sinner. God, I'm so not worthy, I'm so messed up." And the one man says, I'm just thankful I'm not a scumbag like this guy. He says, who do you think found favor with the Lord that day? So we better be okay with people not knowing they haven't obtained it yet. It's not perfect, but they're trying. Like, those are the people I love. They're pressing those are the people the Lord loves Paul's saying he didn't stop at salvation that he was still pressing on there was still a continuous action church hear this salvation is a continuous action it's a conti- if your salvation stops somewhere it's not good You're, it's not healthy it, it doesn't stop it's a continuous action we've got to get in a, no, there is a way to do this without anyone being offended I'm going to try to find that way <laughs> we don't we can't live on the stories of the goodness of God that happened in the past thank God for monuments. I thank God that we can look back and see things that God's done but we can't live off what he did. You have to be in a, not and, and hear me, those who have done I'm super, I love hearing the stories that God did, but I, I want, I'm going to listen a lot closer when you're still stretching and pressing. You're like, that was awesome but I want more. Like, th- not, well if you all would just do what we did back then that's how we did it. And I'm going to say, what are you doing now? Right now. Don't think I won't. <laughs> Jenny's, Peggy's mom, Jenny's grandma, became my grandma. I love that lady. And she, she was a beautiful Christian, but she got to the end of her life. And she was just, she finally was like, and I don't blame her. She was tired. She's like, I just want to go home. I just want to go home. And I'd listen to it and listen to it And a couple times I'd say little things But then she was at the convalescent home and, and I don't blame her She was she was going through a lot And she said, Steve, would you just pray That the Lord would take me And, and like, I would want to do that But I had to tell her the truth I said, Grandma I'm not going to pray that you go anywhere Until the Lord's done with you If you're still here There's a reason If you're still here There's people in this convalescent home That probably need Jesus You probably have some nurses that you can witness to there's still people and she went she didn't like it (laughs) but she did it and she witnessed to the nurses she witnessed to the different and then she went home what you see Forgetting what's behind, <laughs> God's so cool. He's doing things so different. It's fun. Um, we can build up all this stuff that we have done. If you've been serving the Lord long enough, especially if you've been active and one that was pressing, you can you can feel like I've built my case. Like I've done enough good things. And they've outweighed my bad things. Forgetting what's behind. We always see that in the negative. Forgetting what's behind. I served like I can bring a resume. Lord, I served in the jail for 10 years and no one ever really saw. I didn't get famous from it. It didn't get I didn't get paid like that should be enough. Huh? What are we talking about, Steve? What, that was that was back there. What are you doing today? What are you doing with the gift that I gave you called today? Forgetting what's behind. Are you hearing me? What I did to, You know there's going to people be people who stand before the Lord to say We cast out devils in your name. We got all kinds of people saved. Depart from me. I never knew you. How do you think that happens? Forgetting what's behind, Paul said. And when you go back and read the first part of the third chapter, you're going to see quite a list of things that Paul had to forget. Now I'm going to talk about the other stuff that he had to forget. I don't think there is anyone more equipped in their walk and their life than Paul to make that statement and to say, focusing on the one thing that I do, because I could tell you for Paul, this was the greatest, probably fight, possibly thorn in his flesh that there ever was. There was no one who persecuted the church like Paul. There was no one who had the pedigree of being right, followed the law perfectly, all those things. This guy was extreme. He was so zealous that he thought he was doing God a favor by hunting down the church and persecuting the church and killing Christians and and separating moms and kids and dads and, and brothers and sisters from families and locking them up to be tortured. That is what Paul did. And then God knocks him off his horse, changes his name, fills him with the Holy Spirit, opens his eyes back up and says, I got an assignment for you. You're going to go minister to all those people. Can you imagine? Do you think maybe some of those folks might have had some unkind words to say to Paul? Do you think that there was people who hated him that he was sent to minister to? And rightly so. How would you feel that the person who come and separated your family, maybe took some of your kids or your wife or, and had them locked up or murdered, and now... They're coming back to minister the hope and the goodness of God to you. Forgetting what's behind this one thing I do. It became something very, very real for Paul. It became something like he could not go forward with that. You think you're dragging some stuff? That dude was dragging truckloads. And it was being reminded every single day he would go out to do what God's calling to do and he's coming in face to face with people that he has caused pain to. You don't think the enemy is using that to try to wreck him in a big way? This one thing I do, forgetting what's behind. Church, we better get good at that. Forgetting what's behind and then pressing on towards what's ahead. Those are two in the one, forgetting what's behind, pressing on towards what's ahead. Now, I just got to go on a, I went for a motorcycle ride yesterday, up. no, not yesterday, Friday, up over 88, and went over to um, Sparks, saw, or not Sparks, went to Minden, saw Pastor Jay and Patty, and came back and still made it for a meeting, and that was awesome. Great time, and a great time riding the motorcycle, and as I was on my motorcycle, the Lord was reminding me of this message. And as I learned to ride motorcycles, especially on the street, when you, well, when you ride fast, (laughs) when you're taught, when you first ride motorcycles, you just look in front of you. You look in front of you, you go into a turn, you look in front of you. When you really learn how to ride, you look way out in front of you. When you go into a turn, you're not looking at here. You're looking as far as you can at the exit of the turn. And the coolest thing is, you know, if you're looking way out there, you know, you're not looking here. You know where you go? There. You, you end up, it's the craziest thing. I, I, like, I've tested it a handful of times. Like, I'm going to look way, th- like, I, this is kind of sketchy. Like, looking way, you're like, I got there. The faster you're going, you need to look further ahead you don't you're going to get in trouble in order to do that i can't look backwards if i look in my rearview mirror i'm in trouble i don't even have to turn my head around now if i turn my head around and look i'm in big trouble how many of you in a car just in a car oh wow look at that new building over there (laughs) does that not happen oh look at that Dun, 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 and your wife's going, drop in the wheel, stop it. <laughs> Wherever you turn your head, you go. Forgetting what's behind. Pressing on, and I'm looking ahead. And you know I'd say, let's look like at the goal. This is revolutionary, deep theology right here prepare yourself take notes take pictures you can't go forward going backwards you can't church y'all need to hear this you you got to choose you got to make it make a, I'm going to go forward or I'm going to go backward and you can't afford to go backwards you You are gonna wreck so much stuff. Can you imagine? I mean it'll be epic. (laughs) It will be like if you watched it on YouTube you'd be like, Well that was stupid. (laughs) It's like they weren't even looking. Like no one's gonna jump on a motorcycle and expect good things to happen. Not gonna happen. It's almost like the Holy Spirit knows what he's talking about. Forgetting in this context is not just a one and done. Even though we want that so bad. We want to just be like I forgot about it. It's over. That's not, it's not, ev- it's not even written that way in the Greek. It, it is a continuous work. It is. It is a continuous that every time it tries to come back you have to Push it behind you. No, I'm not meditating on that. No, that is not who I am. No, that's not the truth. I'm pushing that behind me. I'm going to press on towards the prophetic word that was given, the truth. I have a sound mind. I was not created for that. That that might have been who I was, right? My name used to be Saul, but that's not my name anymore. I've been given a new name, and my name is Paul. Paul that's the past this is the now i don't live in the past i live in the now like that's this kind of stuff like it's not that it's not that technical you just have to do the work you have to identify how many's done that how many in your life you've identified things that were stealing from you they were hurting you they were causing you grief or pain mm-hmm. and you finally had to come to the place you go i that's i don't identify with that that's not who i am that is who i was i can't deny that But I've been bought with a price. The blood of Christ has washed me and cleansed me. And my righteousness is not dependent on me anymore. My righteousness is him. He is my source of righteousness. That's what you have to do. You have to identify that and take possession of it. And every argument that comes about that, you have to put it behind you. It's not a one and done, but it's a constant necessity. It is also a continuing process rather than a momentary occurrence. We all want the momentary occurrence, don't we? I just want that touch. I just want that time when the Holy Spirit, and I call it, does the stuff. I want him to do the stuff. And I love it when he does the stuff, but he doesn't always do the stuff. Sometimes the stuff is going through the process. Because you can't help anybody else if you don't go through the process. Because you can't do the stuff and I can't do the stuff. I don't make God do the stuff. I don't got the special formula for the stuff. That's his business. But I can help you walk through it. I can help you keep putting it behind you because I've had to. I can teach you that let go of that garbage. It's a good word for it. And quit dragging it with you. Why do you want to drag that old dead man with you? Cut loose of that thing. Be free. This is how you do it. This is how you attain it. This is how you keep it. Paul had to learn this. He had to because of his past. He nor we can afford hear me church we cannot afford to let the enemy rob us of our future he couldn't afford to let the enemy rob him of his new future i love how the lord told paul i'm giving you a new name he needed one why do you think he did that he's like i'm just going to completely your identity is different now i'm going to change your name he needed that so do we your your new identity is son with authority, Becca. Sonship gives you authority. Sonship gives you the rights to the kingdom. That's your inheritance. It's yours. It's who you are. You don't have to fight for it or earn it. Your name is there. Like, what's your last name? Oh, this is my name. Oh, come on in. It's yours. Can we do a background check? Yep. Check the blood of Jesus. It's pretty awesome. Cool. Come on in. Paul had to be laser focused. And so do we. Like of all the stuff in his life, he said, I got to narrow it down to this. I got to forget what's been on it, gone on the past and I'm, and I got to press. And, and he, he became consumed. You see like that dude did not stop. They would stone him. He'd get back up and go at it again. Like, he was so not like that they would have to lower him out of a basket on the side of a wall. They would tell him, don't ever preach in that name again. Okay. And Jesus said, and then they'd put him in jail. Okay, don't do that anymore. Oh, okay. Get the jail, jail saved. Get the jailer saved. Like, I'm pressing in. Like, I don't count my life as my own anymore. Like, I've been bought with a price. Jesus paid the price for my past. Now I have a future, and it's his. You you get that? I'm going to press into that, like, as hard as I can. To Christ, or to Paul, Christ was both the goal and the prize. This is so different than the natural. There's no natural goal races or fights or anything where the goal and the prize are the same the goal may be the finish line but the prize then is like the gold medal the goal is to knock out your opponent but the prize is the 10 million bucks to paul the goal and the prize were exactly the same thing with jesus that is what we're pressing towards that is what with everything in us i gotta have that And in that strain and in that press, as you begin to... How many have ever been hiking or you've been hunting or you had a bunch of gear and you started off on a pursuit and you're like, I need all this stuff. But then as you start going and the elevation gets higher and the temperature rises, you start figuring, I don't need this jacket anymore. I don't need this stuff. Like when I go back to camp, I'm going to drop some of this stuff. And then the last day that you're hunting, like you started off with a backpack and all this stuff and the gadgets and the cool And by the last year, like, you got an uncool fanny pack and a gun. (laughs) I don't need all that other junk. Like, that should be where we're at at this point in our walk with the Lord. That I'm stripping some stuff down. I see that it's coming close, and I need to run as hard as I can. Like, I want to get to that end, and I want to run hard. And I don't want any gas left in the tank. When you plan a race... You don't plan to cross the finish line with a full tank of gas. That's way, you're going to slow down. It's way too much. You want to like plan that thing that I just want to basically be able to cross the line to do a burnout and it blow up. (laughs) Perfect. I want as much horsepower squeezed out of that thing as possible. All the fuel run out of it. The tires wore out and that thing smoking as it crosses the line, making some ungodly noises. That should be our focus on our, I'm pressing on. That's the truth. That was the example. That's what Jesus did. He he lived more life in three years than than anyone else on the planet. That's what the apostles ended up doing. They, They Every last drop of them, they... They were poured out as a drink offering, every last drop. Lord, squeeze whatever left, squeeze it out. He expected everyone who's mature would be in agreement of that. I don't know about you guys, but like when I saw Jay, (laughs) he was expecting me to be on my Harley that he'd last saw. And I was on my KTM and and it took him he's like, And he said this first thing out of his mouth, those of you who know him real well, you're going to know this is exactly what he goes. That thing's pretty sporty. (laughs) I said, yes, it is. That looks like that's probably pretty fast. Yes, it is. I got off. We went on, gave him a hug, talked about other stuff. Get ready to leave. I started up. He goes, whoa. You like a lot of power. Yes, I do. You church, I do, and so should you. Like, I've never understood. it. My kids will tell you, if the well, people that won't go, like, look, when you get to the passing lane, I haven't done this for a while. It's been probably three years, four years. If you don't want to pass someone, go to the right. That's where you, that's, it should be the law in this state. It, it is another state. If you're not going to pass someone, you're not passing people, get to the right. Okay, the next thing. <laughs> Why buy a Corvette and drive 50 or 55? Why? Why would you do that? I don't get it. Like, Or you go, hey, how fast does that thing go? I don't know. I've never had it past 55. (laughs) Get a Prius. Why would you do that? Now hear me, church. We have a lot of power. We have so much power available to us. There is so much power available. I don't want to go like, Steve, why didn't you ever crack the throttle? Steve, there were six gears. Why did you stay in third? The Lord is not going to, he won't ask me that. That's not going to be, why? Church, we shouldn't be asked that question. Why did you not Grab the throttle? Why didn't you step in? Why didn't you obtain what I'd given you? Why didn't you take possession of what was yours? Why aren't you walking in the power that I've given to you? Yes, I like power. I love it. I like to get in the ocean and feel the power of the ocean, it makes you feel so small. I love that. I think I feel that power and I think about God, you're awesome. Like, it's just transformed me. I'm Like, God, you're big. Like, I look at the stars and I go, I'm, my mind just goes, where the, have you ever watched the Louis Giglio stuff? Like, if the earth was a golf ball, and, like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I start going there and I'm like, dude, I'm on the little cul-de-sac of the Milky Way. Like, <laughs> you're big. And this stuff that I'm tripping on and wrestling with is not big to you. And you've given me power. Like, there is nothing like, I love this. F- I do, I love the feeling to be able to, to hit a throttle or, and it just wants you. Like, that force of, oh, it's awesome. We should want to, we should want to be with the Lord like to the, to the limit of like, like almost tipped over putting as much power like oh that's like my happy place that's his happy place do you seriously think like the lord's gonna say well done you got out of first gear well done no or do you think he's going to be pleased with someone who got to six gear and bounced it off the rails a few times and, and maybe had some dents and maybe got a ticket or two and maybe, oh, I promise you, he's going to say, well done. You grabbed every gear there was. You believed and you stretched out. You even had faith past what you could handle. Isn't that what it's supposed to look like? Walk by faith, not by sight. That means you're going past what you know you can do. You only get, like, I got pretty decent on a motorcycle because I rode past my ability a lot on the dirt. How fast can you go through that? Like, I used to seriously believe if you didn't crash a couple times a day if you were riding, you weren't riding hard enough. Now think about it. That might sound dumb, but it's not if you're trying to ride to like to learn how fast can I, how can I push it, and to what level can I push it before I wreck? Do you think that mindset is you're probably going to try to get as much as you can out of it? You think the Lord would be pleased with that? I can promise you, I'm going to be way more pleased with my kids. Like, how many would be so excited if your kid decided they wanted to go into boxing and they become a boxer? And they get about 12, 13 years old, and they're like, Dad, I haven't ever lost a fight. And I'm like, yeah, son, but you've been fighting six-year-olds. <laughs> yep, you keep fighting those six-year-olds, you're whooping them, man. You're awesome. <laughs> or your kid's 12 years old, and he's fighting some 16-year-old kid. He's got about 25 pounds of muscle on him. And he gives it a good go, but he gets the, the snot knocked out of him, and he loses the fight. Who are you going to be more proud of? The one who, yeah, you whooped every six-year-old there is. Dude, I don't know how you were going to go about that, but I love that heart. And he's like, yeah, I know he got me, but I'm going to get him next time. Heck yeah. Like, that's the mindset we need to have. We need to be like, I'm going after that thing. Like, David was like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but I just know I'm not going to sit here and watch that dude talk about my God like that. I don't know how it's going to happen. If I got to die, but I'm going to die that way. Like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die fighting. I'm going to die full throttle. I'm going to die. It's going to be epic. Seriously, like, that's not, like, that's not dishonorable. That's honorable. Like, I'm trying, like, if you're trying, you're striving, and you mess up here and there, God's going to be like, that was awesome. Now, when you get into the whoops. You need to get off the seat a little bit, throttle down maybe a little bit, let your legs go through the whoops, take up some of that, and then get back on the throttle. Okay, all right. He's not like, you're a moron, what are you thinking? No more motorcycle recycle for you. He's like, dude, this kid's nuts, I could probably use that. Like I used to tell the guys in the jail, God loves people like you. You don't go to jail because you just did the little things. You go to jail for long periods of time because you did it all the way. You didn't just break the law a little bit here. You were like, forget it. If I'm going to do it, we're going for it. God likes people like that. I'll show you. Saul. He was 100 miles an hour going the wrong direction. The, he, why do you think God chose him? Man, if I point him in the right direction... that's what he's looking for this we're just gonna well I don't want to mess up my robe <laughs> are you serious uh, you got this beautiful ama- it has and or people that trailer these beautiful cars and motorcycles and things and they trailer them places <laughs> I don't want to get dirty what You did all that, and you don't drive it? What is wrong with you? You're saving it for who? Use it up. Get this thing. Take that prophetic word. I'm still talking about that. Those words that were given, and you go, I don't know how that's going to happen. I'm going to press into it, though. I, I know the Lord has brought me to this point. I'm going to be right on that line of this is where I, this is where I know I can be. This is where I'm and I'm I'm wanting more. And yeah, your hand might get smacked, you might get talked about, you might trip and fall. I'll tell you what, the Lord's going to say, boy, I'm proud of you. Come on, let's try this again. Yeah, you're going to look like you got a black eye. You're going to look like you've got some scars. You've been through some things. That's a good thing. Who wants to go to battle with someone who don't have a scar? Fresh out of school, never been in a fight. I want that old vet gnarly looking Sam Elliott dude, and we were soldiers. Bullets are flying, it's going crazy, and he's just sitting there like, come on, this is what we got to do. And and everyone else is ducking for cover, hiding. He's just, another beautiful day. Right? That's that's who we need to be around we need to be around some people who are i'm not content i'm not satisfied i haven't obtained it but boy do i want it i hope you hear me today forgetting what's behind pressing toward what's ahead paul expected everyone who is mature would be in agreement of how it happens you see we want and i am closing you can put on the feel good music and all that stuff um we want God to do the stuff. And we just wanted like. Did you see? He said, I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. You see, Jesus had a part of taking hold. And we have a part of taking hold. You hearing me? It's not a one-way thing. Jesus just, just does it randomly. People are just flying by. And he's like. Mine. And then you're good. I don't need to do nothing. No. He's going to grab a hold of you. He's going to pursue you. And then you're going to grab a hold of him and you're going to pursue him. I'm going to press on him. I'm a, it, it's it's both. He's going to do the things I can't do, and I got to do the things that I can do. I'm I'm going to press into this. I'm going to get my mind right. I'm, I got to forget what's behind me. And I got to get my heart right. I can't let the things of the past keep robbing me. I can't keep going around that mountain, not going into the promised land, saying it's okay. No, I'm sick of going around the mountain. I've seen every stupid cactus there is. I know every. I'm done with the, the manna and the quail. There's grapes over there the size of footballs. I want them. I'm not seen. I'm seen to an extent, but I'm not satisfied. Church, I've prayed for people, seen God miraculously heal them, but it doesn't happen every time. I want more. I, I, I want to see the delay, I've seen demons come out of people. I want more. I want, I've seen freedom, I'm seeing victory in the church, but I want more. I'm not satisfied. I know there's more. We should, it should be on our mind. God, I want more. We should go, we should wake up in the Lord, I want more. Like Caleb, God, I, I know I'm in my 80s, but I want that mountain. Lord, I want that mountain. You told me I can have it. I want it. I'm not letting go. Lord, you gave me that prophecy, and it's been tested, and I know it was from you. I'm not letting go of it. My hand's going to cleave to this thing, and I'm pressing in. My son or my daughter, you said you're going to save them. They're going to be saved. I'm not letting go. My family member, myself, I've been battling this sickness. God, you your word says you're the healer. I'm not letting go. I'm pressing into this thing. My dad kept pressing in to get baptized, and he did. He didn't quit. 20-something years or 30-something years, whatever it was. I'm not letting go. God honors that. We gotta encourage one another in that. We gotta love one another enough to see, like, hey. Are you on cruise control? Yeah. Are you on cruise control? You've been at the same speed for a while. You know there's another gear on that thing. You hearing me? I don't I don't want to look. I don't want to run a race and go like, I got here before everyone else. Ha <laughs> ha. Oh wait, where'd everybody where were they at? Well great, you run fast. You're, you're, you know how to go. How about the rest of them let's guys there's another gear i know it's kind of scary but it's so awesome how many of you like never rode motorcycles you're thinking like, like this sounds pretty cool what he's talking about maybe somebody hopefully there's a couple yeses cool that's how it should be when we're the tack is on for jesus it's like what people are like dude i don't know like what are you on like what is going on with you are you okay oh i'm so okay i'm not right but i'm okay (laughs) like i'm so wrecked like i counted my life as lost like it doesn't matter about me no more like i just want to like i want to please jesus i want to serve god with all my heart like it it's going to be a mess probably i'm going to probably be called a weirdo like you're not even in this realm like what's wrong whatever i know when i cross that line i want to be spent I am not going to be the guy with a Corvette that, that never had to change the tires. Let's go through lots of tires. Let's, like, do some burnouts. Like, let's test the limit of traction. Maybe get sideways once in a while. Just saying. The goal isn't perfection, church. Church. Goal isn't to cross the finish line with a perfect paint job. The goal isn't to finish cross the finish line and that thing run perfectly. The goal is to cross the line. Aimed at him. Pressed as hard as you can towards him. With all you might not be the first one, you're probably not gonna be the last one. But man, I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be so more proud of someone who is. I used to love to watch this one guy, Jeff Emig, way back in the day. I think that was no, not jeff Emig. um Damon Bradshaw, old school supercross guy. He raced at the edge, like he would wreck or win every time. it was it, he, if he didn't win, he wrecked, and that's why. but he like but I love watching him. it was it was awesome. We can't lose. like what if you could do, like you can go as hard as you can and you can't lose and you're going to wreck as many times, and it's not going to be costly. It's not going to take you out. You're, you're not going to die. Like, that's a lot of incentive to, like, wah! Now, hear me. I don't ride like that all the time. Sometimes. You have to, once in a while, grab some throttle. But not all the time. But we can do it all the time with Jesus. Like, there's no limit. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's not to be perfect. Mature is the goal. Mature. Not perfect. Can you be mature and not perfect? That's reachable. How do we become mature? Living up to what God has already shown us or told us. That's how you become mature. You live up. To what he's already shown you you live up you 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 keep in possession you what you've already obtained he's already given me this he's already opened these doors i'm keeping this and i'm reaching for more i'm not going to turn and leave what i've already obtained and then have to fight for that again that's maturity you're in that realm that he's given you and you're right on the edge of that pressing for more thank you lord that you've done this and i want more to argue with him and not keep pressing on hear me guys we can't afford to argue with him and not keep pressing on like there's not going to be an excuse good enough it won't work you're not going to be able to say but but lord you know how hard it was you know what they said you know how i was treated you getting what's behind I need you to press on what are you seriously going to stand before Jesus and tell him that you had it harder than him I mean, Seriously, serious are you going to be like but you don't understand looking at the, the nails in his hands the disfigurement in his face I don't know that his face isn't all still messed up he's still got nails holes in his hands you're not going to look in those eyes and tell him how hard you had it, why you couldn't do what he asked. I'm not going to be able to do that, I will promise you. The day that I stand before him, it's going to be me and him and nobody else. And you're going to stand before the truth. The truth. Not what you think the truth is, not what over the years your mind has contrived the truth to be, the truth. And you will. Will be, you will not be able to argue. You will not be able to say that isn't the case. It's the truth. So we got to keep pressing on. Because we really hinder the process and we stunt our growth when we get frustrated by the things of the past and quit. We can't afford to. bow your heads <laughs> Lord we thank you for your word I know it wasn't really deep Lord I pray that this message sticks with us as it has been with me thank you for the testing opportunities for it thank you Lord for even being on the motorcycle and <laughs> Looking into the turn and having that revelation. Lord, don't let us keep looking in the rearview mirror. Good or bad. Lord, we can't count on the good things from from our past and we can't count on the bad things to have any uh, hindrance in our life going forward. Forgetting what's behind, we press on to the goal of you. You are our prize. Lord, lift our gaze off this natural into the heavenward. We get so caught up in this natural stuff. Lord, give us that. Examine our hearts right now. Put your finger on the things that we don't need to spend so much time in. Show us the things we need to strip down in. I know you're putting Facebook as one for me. Wasted time. And I'm not telling everyone else. I know there will be people saying, I do good things. I put verses up. Great. More power to you. I got to listen to the Holy Spirit. You got to listen to the Holy Spirit. I didn't say that you got to do what I'm doing. I'm asking the Holy Spirit to put his finger on things for you that are hindering or slowing you down or causing you to not be able to run at maximum RPM. Lord, we're so grateful for your grace. It's so awesome to know that you are not a father who is beating us for making mistakes. You are cheering us on as we go and we press into territory and we push past what's comfortable into the areas that we haven't reached it. As we walk by faith and step out in faith and we might make some blunders, you are encouraging us and cheering us on. You are way more pleased with us when we're doing that than when we're not. Thank you for that grace. I pray, Lord, that you free people from perfection. I think sometimes we're afraid to step out because we're afraid we might make a mistake. Break perfection off of your bride. It's you who makes us perfect. It's your blood that makes us fully righteous. It's you that make us, when we come into contact with you, when we see your face face to face, We are perfected. Lord, we can be mature. Thank you for your grace.